Welcome back to going long on first. And Owen, sadly, it's not a victory Monday. Unfortunately, those have run out. We didn't even get a victory Sunday. Uh, yeah. Seth, why don't you just go ahead and cue My Heart Will Go On, the Titanic <laughs> song. I'm feeling pretty disheveled uh, over the last couple of days. And what's kind of amazing is that this, this baby Packers team was able to get me to that point. I was ready to come in and yes. be like, ah, we tried. And they played so well to even make me heartbroken. And that is a credit to these baby Packers. I'm telling you now. Uh, yeah, so, absolutely. Yes, obviously, this was the this game was the talk of the office today. I yeah, I bet. I woke up Sunday morning thinking it was like, oh, Saturday we got Packers game tonight, <laughs> and then I was like, oh wait, just erased it from your oh, memory. No, yeah, or I just had, uh, you know, I downed damn near a whole case of spotted cow that night, so I might have just blacked yeah. out by the end and forgot it. Yeah. Which was kind of the goal, uh, I guess I would say. So it worked <laughs> at least for a moment Sunday morning. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't go quite that far, Owen. I do remember it. Like, I woke up Sunday, and it was probably the least frustrated, sad, disheveled, in your words, that I felt about a playoff loss in quite a few years. Only gotcha. because th- this this was not supposed to happen this year. This didn't feel like it was going to happen halfway through the season. We were questioning if Jordan Love was even going to be the guy. And then we get to this point, and we'll get into this game in a minute here, but just entering it, this game could have easily been won too. So th- that is the frustrating part of it is – the Packers could easily be going to Detroit right now for the NFC Championship, and they probably should be. But the fact that they got this far with the youngest team in the NFL, with the majority of their starters coming back next year, I feel really good about it. You could probably pick 10 to 15 different plays um, out of that game, flip them the other way, and every one, single one of them ends in a Packers W. There were just that many yes. like close calls, mistakes, you know, referee interference. I won't go too much into that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll I say, don't. I don't want to get a letter in the mail. Yeah, we shouldn't. Jeremy and I uh, last night in some Madden chat uh, went <laughs> real, real headfirst into some NFL conspiracies, and uh, I won't go that far tonight. Yeah, got that out but, of the way. That's good. That's good. Yeah, it's out of. My I'm system. glad Jeremy did too because. We know the rabbit holes he goes down. Oh yeah, though we and I joined in last night because <laughs> I was still upset. However, I... a great weekend as a whole with only one real blowout, and I'm really only for a half of a game. Yeah, I was about to say half. Yep, absolutely. Yes, it was. All all four games were entertaining. All four games were back and forth. Like you said, the Ravens Texans game that started off the weekend was really the only quote-unquote blowout. But it really happened in the end of the third and in the fourth yeah. quarter. The Baltimore kind of dominated that. Yep. But yeah, the first half was good. But before we get into that, 
couple of hiring updates. Obviously, we talked a lot about this last week, but breaking news right before we got on here, I saw it pre-pod. Titans have their new guy. The Tennessee Titans of the coaching carousel. Who fired Mike Vrabel after many years there. Dumb. Many successful years, too. Yeah. Hire Brian Callahan, Bengals OC, who obviously has been there for a few years now and been at the helm of that high-powered Bengals offense when Joe Burrow is at his peak. Obviously, Jamar Chase and the rest of those weapons. He gets a shot with Will Levis down in old Tennessee. Great state of Tennessee. The ten and Owen, you threw, the, you threw this question out there. Pre-pot. What's that? Is Will Levis the next Joe Burrow? Yes. That's what you said. Yes, it's done. They got the guy. It they is? Coach. Yeah. It's done. It's over. Uh, no. Yeah. An incredible... And see, this is the thing about the Titans, too, is they let two future head coaches kind of come through their offensive system. Obviously, one just got fired. The other uh, just took the baby, the babiest team of all time into the playoffs and nearly smacked down both of the top two seeds of the conference. So they had they had some good coaches come through that variable system, and now they're having to... I just... I'll never agree with firing variable this year. That was a pretty dumb move. But... However, this will be Brian Callahan, OC at the Bengals. This will be his first head coaching gig. We have no idea how it's going to go. But for him being the first hire before Belichick or Harbaugh or Brable or Dan Quinn or whoever have landed a job, Brian Callahan gets his first off. So, you know, Titans pretty excited about him, obviously. So, yes, we'll see. Yeah, it. I think this kind of speaks volumes to wanting to go in a younger, more offensive-focused direction. Obviously, pair him with Will Levis. That's kind of the the pairing that you're going to get. And Will Levis showed a lot of promise last year, and maybe he gets some better coaching, some some focused in on there with with Callahan. Could, it could be a it could be the next big offense. I mean, they got to add some pieces. Derrick Henry's getting older, so they got to do some things. But if you can get your guy in Will Levis and you know he's the guy, you just build around him then. Yeah, I'd be interested to see. Derrick Henry basically said his goodbyes on the Titans uh, field. That is true. Week 18. I'd be interested to see if the new guy comes in and he's like, what are we getting rid of Derrick Henry for? What are we doing here <laughs> for? Let's just draft I mean- the backup and just – Take some carries away from him and keep him fresh more more of the game. We'll Spears was I would do. drafted last year, right? Ah, uh, that's right, Tajay Spears, huh? Yep. Yeah. Who who yeah. got some who got some work this year and actually looked pretty solid, obviously in a backup complementary role. But right, maybe you bring that back for another year and just kind of save save the legs a little bit. I'd I don't say know. Good call. All right. That's the only head coaching, but I wanted to throw this one in there as well. I don't think anything official. I believe nothing is official. Shane Waldron, reportedly the new Bears OC. Owen, our our research guy, is going to make sure that's real or not. <laughs> well, uh, the latest report is it, it's it's all sources, as you say. 
the source all sources sources with with uh insider knowledge uh of someone familiar with the situation yeah (laughs) a source has confirmed to multiple outlets uh seattle seahawks oc shane waldron who has been a hot um had had his name in some head coaching interviews in the past couple years and um Probably just looking for a step up, I would say. Probably just a higher-paying gig, someone who's going to lean more on that that offensive coordinator, give him more power than some of these other jobs. Like the Bears, Eberflus is the defensive guy. He's just he's trusting a lot in whoever he picks as OC, right? They're going to be the second-in-command type of guy. So seems like yes. a hot hire. Um, another, like, I'm just not familiar enough. You just go back to the Seattle offense, like, he, I guess you could say they overachieved in what they thought they were going to get out of Geno Smith, but I, I think a big thing here that they're probably looking at, I'm just reading here now, is that he was under McVay for four years as passing game coordinator and tight ends coach. So he worked with yes. McVay as well, and and probably under the McVay tree now, bringing some of that to to Chicago, which. We still don't know what they're going to do at quarterback, obviously. New OC, no ties to Caleb Williams like we maybe thought with Cliff Kingsbury. So we'll see where they go. I I still think they go with Caleb Williams at this point and move on. Seth, why don't don't we ask the number one Justin Fields fan uh, of the podcast? Oh, Oh, yeah? You turned? I'm going to call him up here. Hold on. Beep, boop. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Hey, uh, Jeremy, I got a question for you. You calling me from the office? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what they call the podcast studio. This is the office. Uh, you look like you're actually at work. <laughs> well, this again, this is my home office. This is, this is where the magic happens, as they say. I'm, at, I'm also at my home office. <laughs> uh, the Walmart is- parking lot, huh? My mobile vehicle in a Walmart parking lot. That is my. It's a mobile office. office. Well, that's the best thing about it. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I really like what the Bears did there. Um, I don't know if it's like a a sign, like "Hey, we're rolling with fields," but I think it's um, Walden comes from Seattle, correct? Yes. The Bengals and the the Rams. Yeah. Where did the Bengals guy go? Titans. Tennessee. There it is. Got you. Um, No, I think it's a good one. I I mean, look what they did with Geno. You know what I mean? Uh, Look what they did with Russ. If they could get Fields into that that style of mold with the talent that Fields has, which is significantly better than both of those two guys in Seattle, um, which is saying something. I mean, Russ and Geno are not guys that are not not like untalented it's just feels as though like a superior talent to them so if you can get that mold of quarterback out of justin fields really got something in the nfc north so i like it personally all right jeremy's all on board we know that's a terrible decision then all right last one then we're moving on dan morgan i'm on the the field train (laughs) dan morgan jeremy does that name sound familiar to you Mid two thousands, linebacker Panthers. Yeah, he's now the general manager for the Panthers too. 
Panthers get their new GM, Dan Morgan, who was the assistant GM before that and kind of worked his way up the ranks. He's now the general manager and president of football operations for the Panthers. Going in a, I like that to be like a Shanahan esque move, but in his home team, not Shanahan. Yeah, my bad. Yes, um, Lynch esque move. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you, you see these owners kind of going in different directions these days. Also, a lot younger too. He's only forty five, so he's a very young as a GM, but uh, maybe brings a new wave of thinking. And obviously, a lot of teams going younger at all levels. You know, Offensive corner, defensive coordinator, head coaches, well, obviously. I tell you, the Panthers are really going to be having to think outside the box for a couple of years if they want to find some success. So uh, why not? You know, exactly. He might be able to lure some some people in, maybe be a good buffer between the two. He was the assistant GM, so maybe he's got some brilliant ideas that just were never being able to uh, put out there because he didn't get final say. But now he does. Let's see. Let's see. I'd love see to see what happens. I'd love to see the Panthers turn around. Uh, that'd be the biggest turnaround of all time. Not having, having the worst record, not having the first overall pick, and somehow producing a winning <laughs> season next year, and also drafting the quarterback that you thought was the superior talent, and then very clearly was not. Clearly, yeah. that would be an all-time turnaround. On it would. Did be. you guys talk? Um, to turn the page real fast, did y'all talk Philadelphia Eagles? Uh, coaching interviews. Please bring it up. I know Seth was probably not going to. I want to hear. I you. I was not. You're absolutely Too bad, right. I Seth. wasn't. The reason it needs to be brought we up. We always got Eagles very, didn't even play this weekend, but we got to bring them up. Very, they should be, but there's some very intriguing names. Um, should they? They should be. They they absolutely should be one of the best rosters in the game. Some of the worst coaches in the game. Um, <laughs> very. So Patricia announced that he's basically looking at other jobs which should be like in a fast food restaurant. No offense, fast food workers, but that guy sucks as a coach. Um, the side like DC, fired. that guy is slinging his Diet Coke. You know what I'm saying? Diet Coke. Um, <laughs> Brian Johnson, I mean, obviously he's getting fucking interviewed for head coaching jobs, which is hysterical. Um, there's been a lot of news coming out um, that him and Jalen were not on the same page all year long, um, which is very interesting because they've known each other like Jalen's whole life because Brian Johnson knew Jalen's dad really well. But now, allegedly, they were very much not on the same page, and Brian Johnson did not want Jalen to audible, which after that answers a question of you, Owen, that you were asking all year long. Yes. Um, and he was forcing a lot of this deep stuff rather than like just methodically marching them in the field like we've done in years past. So it's kind of came out that Brian Johnson and Jalen were like oil and water. Um couple of the names on the list um, are similar guys from last year. The defensive quarter, coordinator from Michigan. Can't think of his name for the life of me right now. College, Michigan. Shoot, I'll look it up. Hot name, though. I'm, I'm curious if he would try to make the jump to the league or if he'll stay at Michigan with possibility of the uh, head coaching job coming up in there. Jesse um, Minter, who also there has it is. The, the leading candidate for the Jaguars defensive coordinatorship. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I wonder if he'll get it. But no, he is was a hot name for us last year as well. Mm-hmm. I um, remember that. I'll start I'll I'll jump right into the intriguing name too. Um Ron Rivera interviewed today. Now, forgotten is the fact that Ron Rivera 
was an assistant under Andy Reid in Philadelphia. So he has ties. Um, I would love that. Um, Ron Rivera would bring a certain toughness and pedigree to the Eagles. That is my favorite name I've seen of everyone. Um, another one is, I can't think of the defensive coordinator for the Giants this year. Help me out, boys. Wink, Wink Martindale. Wink Martin, Martindale. He's another name. Allegedly going to be cut brought in for an interview. The defensive coordinator candidates are, like, solid as hell. Like, the guys that they're talking to. And I really like it. Um, Sirianni's not going anywhere. Him and uh, Howie got an inter- uh, a press conference that they're doing Wednesday together. Yep. I assume to speak to the direction of the team. But uh, with the names that they're talking about, I like it. I really like it. Rivera is definitely my favorite for the defensive candidates so far. Um, but I wouldn't be mad at um, Wink Martindale either. But I, I just like what – I like what Rivera has done in the past with defenses. Um, lots of people were talking about what he did in Carolina with a couple of those defenses. And he's a guy that puts a lot of um, – a lot of stock in the linebacker position, which is something that's been a forgotten position in Philadelphia. So that's another thing that I'd really like to see. Um, the offensive coordinators that they've been talking to now or about, Frank Reich is on the short list, right? Now, whether that happens or not, I don't know, but that's another one that I would not mind because I think he'd be a guy that'd be able to get a lot of Jalen right away. And then we were also talking to, shit, another college guy that I can't think of for the life of me. Um, but Long story short, I think, like, current best trending odds, because um, obviously the Eagles are going to want to fill these roles fast. I would love to see it be Rivera and Frank Wright to be paired with um, Sirianni. You got three guys in there, all have been head coaches, three guys in there that are all known very well for those sides of the ball, you know, Um and it would be a big thing moving forward. And three guys that Howie would be able to respect as far as how they see position groups. So that's my update on the Eagles, my boys. It'd be a massive battle for power and influence with them three head coaches sitting so in one ball I, ball club. I I hear you. Now I would say this. I would think I would say it's three guys that would be mature enough to understand the role. I it wouldn't so. be quite like Doug and um Schwartz, where there was the battle for power. I don't think it'd be quite like that. So, no, yeah, I like it. Especially with Rivera and Reich both coming off of head coaching terrible spots seasons. with terrible teams. Uh, they got battered and bruised by the media, and they're just like, you know what? I'm just going to take a step back, have some fun, relieve some stress. I'm going to focus on one side of the ball, focus on players, and not all this other meaningless bullshit that head coaches have to deal with. I'm sure they'll be oh, you just reminded me of a name that's been thrown around a lot, Brandon Staley, um, another guy that got beat up by the media a lot. And he, the reason his name comes up is because you just made me think of like, some guys are just meant to be coordinators. I think that's Staley. Yeah, for sure. Seth. Oh, we got. I'm just, I'm just ready to talk ball. (laughs) Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think we are too. All right. Division round. It's here and done. No Monday night games this week, obviously. At this time last week. Sorry, Jeremy. We were watching the Bucks beat the Eagles. No Monday night games anymore. We're down to four. 
We're down to four. We got the Lions, the Chiefs, the Niners, unfortunately, oh. and the Ravens. So almost a one-two, no, one-three. It's a one-three-one-three matchup, isn't it? Yes, it is. Season. Look at that. Look at that. Anyways, let's start at Levi Stadium Saturday night. The game. I wouldn't. Nah, probably the Sunday night game was the game of the week, but this might have been the second best game of the weekend. Um, the Lions Bucks game was good. Ravens blew the Texans out in the second half, but this game was back and forth pretty much the entire time. Packers Niners, of course, we're talking. Niners, unfortunately, take it in the end after a Andrews Carson field goal missed it earlier, would have tied it. Jordan Love tries to take them down for a game-tying field goal. Again, gets picked off. Niners advance. Now, this was a very back-and-forth game. Packers at at a time looked like maybe they were going to not necessarily run away with it, but in the fourth quarter, it felt like it was secured. Obviously, it didn't end up that way. A couple mistakes, a couple of blown calls. There was a few throughout the game, as it's, it seems to be pretty normal at this point that we get refs blown calls. Shouldn't be happening in the playoffs, but it is regardless. Owen, we've had a couple days to sit on this one. How are you feeling? Obviously, we, we talked about it opening up, but as we dive into this game, break it down a little bit. How are you feeling? There's a, there's a lot of disbelief, you know, immediately in the closing seconds uh, as I booted you out of my house so I could cry you did. in silence. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. Then proceeded to drink a lot of alcohol, wake up, <laughs> as, as I mentioned, and forget that the Packers game had already been played. Um, and then I and then I sat with it all day Sunday, and of course today, of course, I had work to take my mind off of it. But of course, of course, the baby Packers are always sitting in the back of my hide, uh, my mind. Now I even sat and I listened to the entire Matt Lafleur press conference and uh that made me feel better i think uh it, it gave me a sense of closure just hearing him talk about the team and boy seth i still can't get around it packers had that game that was a game that the back the packers were the better team in it for let's say 58 minutes of the game and it yeah. just didn't matter one and Purdy really only had one good drive and a couple good throws scattered in. But boy, did that good drive really seal the deal. Put the pressure on Jordan Love. A lot being made of that Brett Favre esque uh, game sealing interception. And very identical plays. Very identical plays. They you put them side by side. They are very identical. Different little different situations. Both playoffs, both essentially ended the game. Um, what I would say about that play specifically, Seth, uh, he made a mistake for sure. He tried, he got into the hero ball situation, right? He started 
playing James Harden isos 1v1 when he didn't need to. It was first down. They had timeouts. They had a minute left on the clock. They had already got a first down, right? So yep. it sucks. Um, I would say about the pass specifically, even though it shouldn't have been thrown, I am confident that the rain played a factor in it because it was so wildly underthrown that uh, my only thought, it, it like he had room. There's two defenders, then there was the receiver. There was room behind him. If he missed long, it wouldn't have been a such a tragic end. And uh, yeah, the rain really picked up for that last drive and it got to him. I would say Purdy was much more affected, at least uh, visibly, because of the whole the video with him wiping his hand mid, yep. mid uh, uh, drop. And they're talking about the glove. He had it on. He took it off. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. Blah, blah, blah. I would say Love also not on for about 75% of this game. He was really not the love of the past four or five weeks. And uh, yeah, yeah, Rain rain got to him in the end, I would say. So disappointing end. Uh, we're not going to find a new kicker. Seth, you can put that down. We should find a new long snapper, unfortunately. That was two after a review of the tape. I believe Daniel Whelan had one punt in the game, and it was a bad snap that he managed to corral. And then also on the missed field goal. It was a rough-looking long snap, and the hold got down just in time for the Carlson boot. So yeah, so it's he should have made it either way, but there was that extra added factor. Yes, yeah, so it it's been noted pretty much all year that they have a new kicker, new holder, obviously a new punter, Daniel Willen, and a new long snapper. So all three brand new to this to this function, and um, I'm sure all of it will be heavily reviewed. Over the offseason, you're right. No matter if people want Carlson gone or not, which I don't, he's not going to be. He's a drafted kicker. He's under contract. If anything, I think they might bring in a veteran next year for some competition to see how that looks. You you just got to hope that there's some improvement there going into year two because he had the most missed kicks between field goals and extra points. Of any kicker in the NFL. So and he got up a, to a hot start too. That's the thing. He did. It was five weeks he before he even missed a kick. Ab- yeah, he did. Absolutely. Yes. So I think there's some promise there. And obviously he's known to have a big leg. So if he can just kind of hone in on some of that stuff, I think he could be a really effective kicker. Now, the one thing I brought up, I don't know if this was pre pod or not, the defense, specifically the defensive coordinator. If we want to talk about who needs to go and who doesn't, me, my top three priorities, new DC. Number one? Absolutely. Absolutely number one on the list. Not necessarily number two, but just the uh, another big one that comes to mind. We need to find a good RB2 because I don't think A.J. Dillon comes back unless it's a very team-friendly deal. Now, whether that's to the draft or another veteran, I think they need to find a – very effective RB2 because as great as Aaron Jones is, and he's super dynamic when he's on the field, he does not play all 17 games, and he needs a spell. It showed in this game. Like, you could just tell at the end of that game, especially that 50-plus yard run, he just looked dead 
at the end of that run. Most of the times he's probably taken that even longer, maybe even taken it all the way, but it just looked like he ran out of gas. I believe it was mentioned that he uh, he told reporters that he tweaked his hamstring on that play, and that's why you see him visibly like hold up. Oh, okay. Defender and okay. try avoiding defender in that moment, and Lafleur wasn't even aware of that. So no, <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear anything about it. I didn't hear no, anything no. about it. And then number three, shore up that offensive line. However you can, which I think for the most part it is, but I think just adding depth as well. I think Bakhtiari's gone. I I just don't see a world where he's back. Um, and just and just getting depth there, they're going to lose some depth. I think JRJ is is up to be a free agent. I would be surprised he if he comes back, but I think that's Sean Ryan's job anyway. Um, Josh Myers, I believe, is under contract one more year. I think that's the biggest thing because the weapons are there. The defense, for the most part, I saw I saw a roster breakdown today of the team and who is going to be back next year guaranteed. You probably saw the same thing. Andy Herman. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yep. Like a lot of the key pieces are going to be back. I don't – to me, I wouldn't bring Bakhtiari back. I wouldn't bring Campbell back. I'd find a replacement in there. And I guess the other piece, too, is the safety position. That's probably another of the big pieces. I think so, figuring that out because Savage is gone. And then I think they, Owens only had a year. Owen was, well. Yeah, Owens was a one-year deal. I'd like to bring him back if he could be too. a team-friendly because I think he's good in special teams and he's a good rotational guy. Certainly wouldn't say he's a starter. A lot of fire. So, I mean, if you have to – it's it's a good, like, option is, like, if you can't – if you didn't draft a stud, if you're not finding a free agent guy to come in, it's like he's a very good – we're settling – here. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. He's just going to play fast. Yeah. So absolutely. So I guess that was, those would be my big things. But to dive back into this game quickly after a couple of days of sitting is, like I said at the beginning, I felt better about this loss than I had the last couple of years. Like last year's loss to the Lions, Week 18, I was just crushed. I was devastated because I'm like, I knew deep down that it was Rogers was probably gone. I didn't want to believe it, but I knew no, he was didn't. done. And so it was probably the last time I see Rodgers in a in a Packers jersey, and they were so close, and I just wanted to win it one more time with him in green and gold, and it just didn't happen. Yep. This year, like I said at the beginning, this team has got a lot of promise. Jordan Love is about to get paid like crazy this offseason. He's about to lock up a five-, six-year contract, whatever that looks like. So I feel good about the direction this team is going. Ryan Gudekinst, who's gotten a lot of flack over this year, over the last couple of years, deserves a lot of recognition for this team. So I don't feel too down. I feel good. I, it, like I said, it's unfortunate that we couldn't win this one because we had opportunities, many opportunities to win this game. I think it's just a young team learning. And that's kind of what they were talking about too, post-game too. Like, there wasn't a lot of downheads. They were, you know, obviously disappointed, but they're focused on how they can improve and get back to here next year. So I guess that's where I'm at, too. I'm not too I'm not too down on it. It's unfortunate. Love to see them play Detroit next week. It ain't going to happen. Now I have to become a Detroit Lions fan because I sure ain't going for those Niners, Jeremy. I'm not quite as much of a hater as you are, but I'm 
slowly coming down the line where you are, Jeremy. I'm not really a Niners so, fan anymore. And I to just to that point. I was supposed to be saying right now, man, do I love me some Jordan Love. <laughs> man, how cool is it when you give Aaron Jones the ball as many times as he deserves it? Man, how cool is it to watch Kyle Shanahan go into the halftime, fourth quarter, down by five-plus points and lose. Instead, he gets his first in 43 attempts. Man, is Brock Purdy a backup in the league? Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0. Man, are these 49ers overrated. But instead, I got to sit here with this shit. Um, I agree. You know, some of those can be true still. Some of those can be true still, and they still won the game. Like like Owen said. I mean, three of them are for sure. The better team lost this game. The Packers were a better team. They played better than the Niners on Saturday. They should have won this game. A A few key mistakes tilted it in the Niners' favor, and they escaped with a W, but they shouldn't. They shouldn't have. My my two things per side, I guess I would say, is it was very clear very early in this game, like I text you guys, Jordan Love is – that's a quarterback. That's like – that's who you hang your hat on for a franchise in the NFL. Brock Purdy ain't it, man. I, I don't care what anybody says. I've been saying it all damn year. The guy can manage the game and check down to literally a generational talent at running back. I can do that. Like, oh, shit. It's rainy. Christian McCaffrey's only five yards in front of me. Let me just throw him the ball real quick. That doesn't take much, right? It just doesn't take much. Man, I, I really thought I was going to be just hating on Niners fans and be like, yeah, you guys are going to blame it because Debo, Debo got hurt and missed the game. Oh, God, you know, 49ers always getting screwed. But, man, pros and cons as coming from a Packers side. Pro is y'all overachieved this year, that's for sure. You overachieved because you have a young quarterback that's ascending. Um, the Packers tried and true formula to draft a guy that is talented and mold him over a couple of years behind a Hall of Famer has worked three straight times in a row, it's looking like, right? Um, now, the con is, and it's not even really con, it's more of just a question, can the Packers' formula for receivers kind of bleed into defense? Like, can you guys start to just, like, assemble a defensive unit that's, like, you got to get back to those Super Bowl times. You know, I, obviously, you're not going to go out and sign a Reggie White, you know, every time you want to make a Super Bowl run. You got to go get a name that I've repeatedly mentioned, Nick Collins. You got to go get a Clay Matthews, an AJ Hawk. You got to go get some of these guys. Now, a Charles those guys were drafted by, I'm naming guys that were drafted by the Packers. So, um, okay, you sorry. Gotta you brought up free agency, points. and I went to Charles Woodson because he was I a said difference you maker. You can't then. always sign a Reggie White. But you can always draft players. Got to draft some great ones. You got to get rid of that defensive coordinator. I think you got to go back to the wheelhouse. Another name that I forgot to mention for my Eagles, Jim Leonard's another name floating around for a defensive coordinator job. I think the Packers got to go back and try to get all Jimmy Leonard. And I, I just, I don't know. I The Packers, like I said, y'all overachieved. I, I think the Niners are currently overachieving too as far as the quarterback they got there. Um couple things I'll say about the Niners. That roster is better than the Lions, right? It's just – it is. Now, I'll say the same thing I said last week with the Packers coming into town. 
the better quarterback can win this game, and Jared Goff is the better quarterback. I still don't think there's any question to it. Goff is a good quarterback. He's got a good arm. He's been in the Super Bowl before. He didn't win it, but he's been to the dance, right? He's been in big moments. He's won, a, he's won an NFC title game. The Lions team is a team that's built to come in and beat up on opponents, right? How the Niners oftentimes beat people is bully ball. Who's a team with a coach that's going to come in and play bully ball with you? The fucking Detroit Lions, right? Now, that run game for Detroit is legit. There's multiple guys back there. They just signed Zach Ertz, talked about all-time ring chasing. I love to see that. Um, I just – I don't know. I – the Packers missed a primetime opportunity here because I think the Packers – I truly think the Packers had a better shot to beat the Lions next week than the Niners. I truly think that just off of how well those two teams know each other. But, boys, we are all Detroit Lions and Baltimore Ravens fans next week. I think that's very clear. Yeah, potentially. We'll get to that. Jeremy, you obviously you jumped in a little late. So top five tonight, just to just give you a little prep time as we get there. Top five tonight is your top four. So it's top four tonight. Your top four Super Bowl matchups you would like to see in two oh, weeks. That's clear for me. Yeah. So the, obviously there's four combinations. So you know, you break down all four. I only you want list one. your top four. I know you only want one, but there's four possibilities, so you got to rank. Yeah, but why do I got to list the rest? I only want one. Fine, I'm we'll only list okay them for with you. Two. Jeremy, All right, hey, so Seth, you got I told two. You. You, can, you can come up with two more. Seth, I told uh, you ours are going to be completely similar uh, and likely the same exact ones. So we'll get possible. there, and we'll just fill in the blanks for Jeremy. All right, deal, deal. Can't All right. do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Uh, any Owen, anything else on this game? Any any parting words for the season? Any parting words for this game going forward? Listen, listen Seth, there's so much more. Um, there is. Literally could talk for a day about uh, just thoughts stemming from watching this game. However, we have a whole offseason to do it, and boy, are we going to do it. Packers pick number 25 in the first round. I'd say, you know, we do Super Bowl reaction pod. We take a week off and we give ourselves two weeks to mock draft. Oh, uh, be the first pod back. That's that's that what sounds I want nice. To happen and I am looking forward to that 25th pick. And probably Cooper DeJean, the would be the second, maybe the yeah, the second cornerback of white color. Um, and getting drafted by the Packers and probably moved to safety immediately. <laughs> uh, you know, any secondary helps safety specifically, I'm okay with. Yeah, we'll get into my draft. One other thing I just want to throw out there, I just want to kind of gawk over Jordan Love a little bit. Jeremy obviously brought it up how he is the guy. That throw to Romeo Dobbs, third down, an absolute laser. He's running across his body, throws it. Just perfect. It, it reminded me of primetime Adams and Rodgers or Jordy and Rodgers. Where... Can I interject real fast? Sure. I have a, I have a request. We've got to stop comparing him to Rodgers and Favre. <laughs> Not That's my happen. request. It's my only request. It, it, the, there, there's too many similarities. Rodgers was compared to Favre all this time. 
even at even towards the end, I mean, towards the end, it was Rogers as Rogers. Eventually, we will not. But Love is too early for that. Eventually, we'll say, well, that's just Jordan Love. But right now, because the 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 comparisons are too similar, and Rogers is still fresh enough, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But I get what you're saying, Jeremy. Yeah, Jordan Love is his, he's his own guy. Whatever, yada yada. But there's just too much. And I and I have to do it. Okay, I have to do it. I just wanted to say that throw to to Dobbs along the sideline was just was beautiful, and I think that's another reason why you know he's the guy. That throw right there, just dropped it in. All I right. can watch a game of that guy and tell you he's the guy. Yeah, we know he's the guy, Jeremy. Thank you. All right, moving on. Ravens, Texans, let's go back to Saturday afternoon. Ravens, Texans, who led off division round weekend. We talked about it a little bit. It wasn't much of a blowout until the end, The mainly the fourth quarter. Uh, Ravens just kind of showed they are the better team, the more dominant team, probably the best team in football with this, and took it 34-10. to 10. Houston's offense really couldn't do much all day against that dominating, imposing Baltimore defense. Their only touchdown came on a punt return. That was it. Which was an exciting punt return, and it was cool to see, but that's really all they did on offense for the most part, other than a field goal as well, of course. Second half, Lamar and that offense kind of just did what they do and buried the team in the end. So... Yeah, they're going to be tough to stop. They are going yeah. to be tough to stop in the future. Uh, just a dominating performance, specifically by the Ravens' defense. I would say uh, it took. Yeah, it, it it's like they played so good that they allowed Lamar to like have a half to like freshen up and get the offense like gelling a little bit, and then they started pouring it on. Um, also, this Ravens' defense credit to them. The only team to hold the Texans to zero offensive touchdowns, and they did it twice. Week one, and now divisional round weekend. The only team to do it does it twice. Credit to them. They're ballers. And, yeah, that's why Lamar's MVP. Two pass scores, two run scores. Oh, and I, let me just let me throw it out there. Go ahead. Defense wins championships. That's it's evident. And it, it – you know, offense always always gets the attention, always gets the glamour and all of that stuff. It's the fireworks, it's the explosion. Everybody wants to see it. But defense wins championships. Three out of the four teams left are top five in total defense. Ravens number one, pretty sure Niners are number two, and the Chiefs are number three. Three or four. It's just, to me, I mean... You know, I kind of take it back to my Packers a little bit, our Packers. If they just had the defense to do it, even that last drive, you know, a lot of people want to say Joe Barry, I'm I'm backtracking here, a lot of people want to say Joe Barry improved. He did in certain situations, but there were certain situations where the defense just fluttered the whole time. No, granted on that last drive, you could just tell the defense was absolutely gassed as well. Rashawn Gary... Barely getting off the ball. Same with Preston. You could just tell they were just beaten down in the second half. But 
in those big moments, Joe Barry's defense did not step up, and the Niners' defense did when it mattered. The Ravens obviously did, defense did the whole game. The Chief Chiefs defense did when it mattered. These top defenses step up when it matters, and they're one of the last teams, and it shows. Ravens defense to me. Ravens defense is why they're here. Now Lamar's going to get a lot of that. And granted, Lamar did play well. And, you know, he is going to be MVP this year. But that defense is why they've been so dominant because they just shut everybody down week to week. And they're going to have one heck of a matchup with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid next week. And I honestly, I cannot wait because I talked about it at the beginning of the playoffs. Playoff. Patrick, playoff Andy, they've woken up. They've woken up. They're here. They've woken up, eh? They have. The sleeping giants have woken, and it might not be good for the NFL. Who did they – oh, they beat Miami wildcard weekend. Wasn't they did, really yes. Nope. Well, we're still talking about the Ravens, so. We are, yes, 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 okay, yes. Right, I was just there, yeah. bringing up the, this matchup next week between the Ravens defense – Gonna be incredible. Yep, it absolutely. Is. As you say, um, yeah, it's a scary thought. The Chiefs in the playoffs ever. Um, Holmes crazy stats uh, in his career in the playoffs already at 28 years old. But six uh, for six. I'll say this for the Ravens: Lamar needed this win. I believe is one in three in the playoffs uh, going into this game. Needed to not get jumped out of the divisional round. I can't remember. Seth, if he has, I think we talked about this last week. He has not played in an AFC championship game yet, correct? No, nope, no. It is time. It is, it is time for Lamar. The Chiefs, sure, they got a little bit of their mojo going right now. That little Taylor Swift magic sprinkle over the top of this team, the fairy dust. Yeah, the fear heart, the fearless heart. That was immediately like, oh, we'll get into it. So <laughs> But this for Lamar, MVP season, the best weapons you've had uh, in your career Agreed. there. Say Flowers is say Flowers is going to be good for a long time. Yes. What a great number one to have, uh, number one option at least. And, you know, biggest thing, you're missing J.K. Dobbins, which sucks. But that whole run game, they got Gus Edwards and Justice Hill and Dalvin Cook. He, he got he sprinkled a, in there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's barely played this season, so he's pretty fresh. Uh, he got sprinkled in, made some moves, that guy. A uh, little secret weapon action there. So, yeah. And then, yeah, like I said, the the best defense in the world. Uh, we thought that would be the Browns. Uh, as the year went on, it, it seemed pretty straightforward that it was the Ravens, especially against yeah. the 49ers in that game. So... Ravens got to take it. I think I believe they will. Incredible team. Yeah. And going back to the Texans here before we move on, the AFC version of the Packers, I don't think there's really anything else you can you can say to that. A young team with a first-year quarterback. Now he's a rookie, but still, who definitely overachieved. The offense did as well. He's going to be your offensive rookie of the year. There's no way he's not. And a potential coach of the year candidate in D'Amico Ryans. This team also looks very, very bright for their future. 
with C.J. Stroud there, and a lot of young offensive playmakers as well. Yeah, homegrown talent, draft and develop team, just like the Packers uh, up to this point. Uh, the only thing that – or the only advantage Houston has over the Packers, they get three more years of a cheap C.J. Stroud deal to make something happen. Packers are going to be forced into a big big money situation they will. this offseason. Texans don't have to worry about that yet. They got plenty of cap room. Not yet. A couple a years. Lot of, a lot of T. Higgins smoke. I don't know if you go that route. I say figure all the rest of the positions out. You know, you get Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and then whoever you want as your third. I don't necessarily, necessarily know if you need T. Higgins. I'd say work everything else out. Go crazy. You got plenty of cap. They, they will. They're, they're definitely going to have opportunities. Yeah, Texans are in a prime spot to to, to do some work this offseason and, and definitely improve. And in a weaker division, the AFC South, who they, they want it at 10 and 7. Absolutely. I think they're going to be a they're going to be a powerhouse for sure, especially if CJ Stroud continues to develop. Well, you can say weaker division. They definitely got every team's frisky. Jaguars are looking to bounce back. And then you got Will Levis and yeah, I, Richardson. I guess don't know I guess I say there. that. I say that because there's no powerhouse team. There's not a quote unquote Chiefs yes. out there. There's not a a Ravens out there. You know, there, there's not one of the Bills or you know one of those top tier teams that kind of looks down at everybody else for the most part. Fair enough. They are that team. <laughs> they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are now. They are right now. All right, let's jump to Sunday afternoon on. NBC? Is that what it was? It was. I almost said Fox. It but was Fox was Saturday night game. The, these uh, these networks were all over the place this weekend. Yeah, they confused. flipped them. They, yeah, absolutely they did. So NBC on Sunday afternoon, America's Game of the Week time. We have the Detroit Lions and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this was a very good game. I enjoyed this game a lot. Lions pulled it out, but man, Baker and Mike Evans absolutely went off on that defense on Sunday. Mike Evans had him a game. Baker overall, I think, looked good. He made a couple of mistakes. He made the mistake that ended it very similar fashion to what Jordan Love did on Sunday or Saturday night. His his pick was over the middle of the field, and it just cemented the game. There was yep. no chance. But, man, he overall, I thought he played very well. Jared Goff had himself a game as well. And Jeremy brought it up, that one-two punch of Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery, I think is going to be lethal against the Niners next week. Yeah, yeah, as as shown by uh, Aaron Jones. And what, yes. And what worked against the Niners was just constant. You said it while we were watching the game. I should have mentioned this during the Packers review. But constant. Packers sweeps, right? The yeah. old Packers sweep. Constant pin pull. Power tosses, sweep, baby. Toss sweeps, like all whatever you want to call it. There was a lot of it. And it was working. And it was working. And they ran it probably 10, 12 times. The Lions have a real chance to just capitalize on on that weakness shown and have fr- a fresh back in for each time they do it and not a gas Aaron Jones after running for 53 yards. So <laughs> um they got the recipe. Uh I'm I was you know, Packers lost. I'm. I know they're a divisional rival, but I think we're both kind of on the same page. We're, we're Lions fans now. I mean, Dan Campbell's a man to root for. 
for sure. After what happened Sunday night, yeah. Y- yep. Yeah. I, I, I will be rooting for the Lions next week and to win the whole thing. I will be. I believe I'm in the same boat. Um, And I just couldn't, you know, the Buccaneers, credit to them for fighting. I just could not. I cannot get myself to believe they could uh, compete for an NFC championship. Love, uh, love the comeback Baker's made. Uh, he would definitely was on the stomp the haters down tour. But uh, the Lions are in this. Uh, I feel like this is a three-year run leading up into this spot here. Uh, a lot of hard work there. A lot of draft and develop. Uh, some key free agents for sure. Um, but. This team, a whole hell of a lot of fun to watch. Goff just doing everything he needs to do. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I believe Jameer Gibbs is going to be turning out to be the X Factor here going in to the game at the 49ers. And uh, the defense. So, Owen. Like you said, Baker and Mike Evans were going off there for a bit, but um, – Defense buckle down. Um, Baker, I don't know what his contract looks like with the Bucks, but it feels like he's going to be the guy moving forward. Probably not really he, even a question. Yeah, you definitely have to. Like I said, I don't know what his contract looks like. I feel like it, it was probably a maybe a one year rental or a tryout, whatever. We yeah, I believe it. I believe it was one year. Um, the report, the official report is. The Bucks and Baker Mayfield have mutual interest in him returning in 2024. Yeah, so. I, I feel like you don't really have a choice, even though you wouldn't say Baker's a top 10 quarterback, maybe top 15. But what he did for this for this franchise, moving on from Tom Brady for after a couple of years, and obviously Brady winning a Super Bowl, him coming in and beating the Eagles wildcard weekend, Looked very good in that game. Like I said, he overall looked good in this game for the most part. He might be having a career resurgence in Tampa. Kind of not the same way, but the name that popped up in my head was Kurt Warner when he went to Atlanta, or Atlanta Arizona at the end of his career. Had a, a late season, late career resurgence. Obviously took them to a Super Bowl, ultimately lost, but nearly won a Super Bowl with him. Well, you can even say that. Uh, you know, Carson Palmer, same thing with the Cardinals. Yeah, Carson Palmer as well with, with the Cardinals. Um, I would say, and then another another interesting note, total cash received for quarterbacks in 2023. He was 27th. Wow. Mitchell so Trubisky, cheap. Cheap. Jacoby Prissett, and Taylor Heineke all made more money than Baker Mayfield this year. <laughs> that's, that's wild. He's going to he get made, paid. He's going to get he, paid. He made most of his money on incentives for reaching the oh, playoffs yeah. and winning a playoff yep. game. Yeah. Um with certain stats. So yeah, he definitely deserves uh, you know, I he'll I, get I he'll get a decent payday. Obviously, it's not gonna be like what Jordan Love is gonna get or you know, you know, those top guys, but he's gonna get Stop. he's gonna get some money. He's gonna I get some think, money for sure. I'm I'm just trying to think of it. You gotta think of it in the market and not necessarily in terms of what they deserve. Like Daniel Jones just got 44 million a year uh for four years, I think. Mayfield probably is gonna be sitting in that 30 to 40 range. Um you think that yeah, that's just what it is, you know. That's just you're right. Market. It, yep, it just that feels like a lot of money. It does. 
for I mean it felt like a lot of money for for Daniel Jones and it kind of feels like that's yeah, probably true yeah, yeah. A, a bad a bad read there not saying I mean I guess if it's like a two-year deal at like 60 to 70 million or something like that you know and they kind of work some of the wording and the structure of it I I could see something like that I definitely don't think it's going to be anything long term I think more than just a couple of years even though he is only 28. About to be 29 in a couple months. So he's still relatively young. But man, he felt like he's had quite the career already with what happened in Cleveland, going to Carolina, getting dumped to, to LA, and then comes over to Tampa to, to take the reins here. It is it is crazy to think that um, you know, he's been through a lot, obviously, but then you compare him to someone like Mahomes, who's felt like he's just he's been in a dynasty since he touched yeah. the field. Yeah. Um for, for six straight years. Mayfield's older than Mahomes. So they're not exactly like, you know, fourth year players. They're Correct. they're up yes. into their once you hit about 30, then you start you're you're waiting for the decline. A little less in quarterbacks, but still in general. Um, so yeah, I I'd also be surprised if it was anything more than three years, three years being the max, I would say. Um, so but I'd also think that the Bucs just don't want to be on the quarterback search for at least for like a starter for the. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't I think, think they need to be in. If you think about it, the quarterbacks that would potentially be available, are any of them going to really be any better than Baker is? Probably not. You just think, you know, it's just the draft. That's the only place you can find the solace in, but not definitely not free agency. No, and, and they're not going to obviously be any, anywhere near a, a top 10 pick to potentially get one of those guys anyways. They're going to be picking later. Uh, what are they before or after? Probably before. What, what pick are they? Probably mid-20s, I would assume, if Green Bay's 25. I think they're 24, Packers okay. 25, if I read it right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, Yeah, I, I guess probably the question marks for them. Mike Evans, is this – his contract's done, correct? Is it over, huh? I believe he is to become a free agent. Now, you know, obviously he could come back. I think that'll be the big question is if they bring Mike Evans back. Obviously, he still has it. Like I said, he had a huge game in this game. Tore up the Lions secondary for eight for pretty much 150 and a touchdown. That's going to be the big question there. And then they have a lot of veterans on defense, too. A solid group on defense, but a lot of veterans that they'll have to look at as well. Yeah, on to the lines, and then we'll move on to Sunday night a little bit. Um, the, the the Lions. This is what I thought about watching this game. They are a poor man's version of the Niners, at least on offense. That's how I think of it. They have a lot of weapons. They have a quarterback who is good when they are in the offense that is designed to happen. They are in the play that is designed to happen. Oh, and when they go off, say, I mean, uh, I, th there's a certain term for those kind of quarterbacks. <laughs> I'm not saying it because it's a frowned upon these days. For some but, reason. But I'm just saying these two quarterbacks – are very similar mold because once they go off script, it's not as good. And they rely on their weapons of 
obviously McCat or you know the Niners have all of those guys. The Lions have Gibbs, Montgomery, Amon Ross, Sam Laporta, Jamison Williams getting in there a little bit, and now, like Jeremy said, Zach Ertz coming in hot as well. Fresh Zach air. Ertz out of all. Which he was signed to the practice squad, quote unquote, in which I'm assuming he'll be a game day elevation I'm next sure, weekend. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, we're not going to get into this matchup, but I, I do think that the Lions have a poor man's version of the of the Niners' offense, just not the same high quality players that the Niners do, but very similar. Can attack you at really any level of the field and with a lot of different people too. I agree. And, uh, you know, obviously the Niners are going to come in as favorites in that game, but, you know, there's a lot to like about the Lions. Uh, number one, everyone's going to root for them. And they're, everyone's yeah. going <laughs> That is true. number one. Um, you know, throw in number two, you throw in, like, just the growth over the past three years. Why not a Super Bowl? Why not cap that in a Super Bowl? And what did, what did Campbell say this week? He, um, he said this – this is what I've been thinking because I knew we could be up here with the big boys. Now here we are in the final four. Yeah. That guy um, is a leader of men, right? Absolutely. Everything I'm saying yeah. isn't really X's and O's, and that's because I know the Niners are a better team and probably should win. I just don't want them to. I don't <laughs> they want might to see Niners. They might team. not. I don't want not. to see it. All right, let's get to that game. Sunday night, as we wrap this up, Chiefs, Bills. Owen, I'm going to be brutally honest with you on this one. Talk to me. I only saw about the first half, and then I passed out for much of the second half, so I didn't even see. I I caught glimpses of the second half, so I didn't even get to see this ending. I did see the very end of it when Bass missed the field goal and, and all of that stuff. I saw all, like I said, all the first half. Obviously, Bills are up 17 14 at half. Uh, and then Chiefs come, um, right? It was 17 14 at half? No, 17 13 at half is what it was. Yes, correct. Uh, but yeah, Chiefs kind of took over a little bit in the second half. Uh, thanks to Kelsey. Kelsey and Mahomes shined, like I said, playoff, playoff time for this for this team is when the stars come out to shine. And man, were they ever there. And of course, Taylor Swift is there as well for this game. But the real star of the suite was Jason Kelsey. Yes. He was the star of of, yes. of the of the Swift Kelsey suite, whatever we want to call it up there. Yeah. We lost um we lost Jerem. I would have loved to get his um opinion on this. But it Hopefully feels we'll get like, him back. Hopefully we it will. It feels like you know the early days of a potential retirement tour um starting strong for jason kelsey he was out there he's out there uh hanging out with bills fans tailgate before the game he was came in obviously shotgun and some beers i believe something he's in the line yeah right he's in the kelsey mahomes like press you know suite up there and just the way the bill stadium works there's like there's it's very right next to the fans right it's literally a walk out of the door (laughs) um which he did multiple times he did he, he was grabbing, he was grabbing like uh young Bills fans to come and like say hi to Taylor. It was like an incredible yeah. like that guy was so drunk, but that is like <laughs> the happiest, coolest drunk you can be of that guy right now, all the time. The guy who just got knocked out of the playoffs and potentially done with his career. He's like is out you there know, 
going all in for his brother Travis, obviously for the Chiefs. Hell yeah! And they, which is cool to see. Cool to see. And his brother scores two tutties, just like you yep. said, two tugs, motioning up to the. Was this for the... Taylor or was this for Jason? I wonder. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh no, I was. Uh, I was quickly informed as I was watching this game with my fiance that uh, I was like, oh. He did a little heart motion up up to the suite. Look at that. That's pretty cool. And then she's like, what are you talking about? That's the fearless heart. And I was like, what? It's a heart. What do you mean? Like, what? it's just a heart, right? And he's just, no, that's Taylor's thing. And I was like, it's a heart. People make hearts <laughs> all the time. But apparently it's a thing. And, uh, you know, hey, good for the Swifties. Throwing references. Yeah, they, make, they make another appearance. Whether we want it or not, they're always there. No. That's why it's like Taylor is notorious for doing little Easter eggs to tease whatever her next project is. I'm thinking there's got to be something that Travis is doing, whether what he's wearing, what he's doing on the field, that is most certainly uh, Easter egging the next Could project. Be. And Could now be. I'm going to be hyper analyzing. Uh, either way, Kelsey was the star, obviously. Make no mistake here, Seth. Chiefs and Bills. They were trading shots the whole time. There was no. They were absolutely. They were yes. It was back 100%. and forth. And Josh, so Kelsey scored two touchdowns for the uh, Chiefs. Allen scored two rushing touchdowns for the Bills, and one through the air. Yep, and one through the air. I forget who caught it. Was it Shakir? No, it was on a a beautiful pass by by Allen. Right in the yes. corner of the end zone, right in front of the pylon, and Shakir kind of has to do this like half dive slide grab to to get it, and it's, he does. He makes a beautiful catch on it. It's insane where the Bills get these guys, uh, these third, fourth string receivers that come out and just have huge playoff performances. This is two weeks in a row for the for Shakir, and um, yeah, I mean Isaiah McKenzie, Gabe Davis blew up in the the notorious AFC Championship against the Chiefs. Yep. A couple years ago, and then freaking Shakir this year. It's crazy <laughs> that they do all of this, and they still, and it's so unfortunate. And it broke my heart to see this game lost on a missed field goal because I know exactly how it feels. And the Bills say, feel familiar on Packers Bills at this point uh, with the div remaining divisional teams. Packers Bills was absolutely my number one desired Super oh, Bowl for sure. Yes, and. It, and they both came crashing down when they really had all the, not all the momentum, but, but every shot to really put. The it was theirs to win. It was theirs to win. Even on that last drive, the Bills were driving down. They were eating up time. I think they had it, you know, they had it at midfield with five minutes left, right? And I was sitting there thinking, you know, they got to eat up all this time. They really don't want to give Mahomes the ball with any time left. But could that be their downfall? Are they overthinking this too much? They got to put it in the end zone, really. And then, sure enough, they ate up the time, got down in the, got down into the red zone, or not quite the red zone. Not not uh, too far out of it. Not too under far two. Out. They got to the two minute warning, right? And then second, third down, boom, boom, nothing, nothing. Have to kick the field goal. Then it, then I got that was the moment I knew. Whether it was going to happen, I thought it was still going to happen in overtime, but that was their chance to put the game away. Sure enough, it ends even earlier than that. Even more heartbreaking than an overtime loss. A missed freaking field goal. It sucks. And you just can't necessarily blame the kickers because Tyler Bass has been very good. 
Did you see the wind howling out there? The wind was wild Sunday yeah. night in Buffalo. Like, it That's was like shooting effect. dead right. You could see his kick. Like, when he hit it, it felt like it had a decent shot to go, and then the wind just caught it went whoop, gone. Just no like, uh, you know, it was just, just like the 80s, right? Whatever, whatever year that was. The wide right. It's wide right. Yeah. Yep. And it just, you know, if I was a Bills fan in the stands, I'd be crying too. They they caught some Bills fans in there with, with just absolutely uh, just pain, painful faces in anguish. This and was us. Exactly where I'd be. This was Packers fans. What what the Bills are experiencing, Bills fans are experiencing the last four to five years is what Packer fans had to endure for most of the 2010s was just right there. Every time, so close, whether it's the NFC Championship or Divisional Round, whatever it is, every time right there. Yeah. And then it just... Unfortunately, yeah, the the Niners are to the Packers what the Chiefs are to the Bills. Yes. It's yep. just terrible. Absolutely. You just can't yep. shake the boogeyman off. I believe it's the same. I believe they're 0-4, right? Or 0-3. Uh, Packers are 0 Oh yeah, zero and three, zero and four. It's Allen right. versus Something Mahomes like that. in the playoffs. Is yeah, Allen is zero and three, and yeah. it's just it sucks because I mean, there's people calling for McDermott's head on this, and it's like, no, I don't know how. Like, it's just a hard fought game. It was right there. You just didn't punch it in the end zone at the end. You paid for it, and just the same exact thing happened to the Packers. It was right there, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Very, very yeah. good teams. Yeah, stinks. It, Chiefs are back. They're looking the best they've looked all year in these last two games, and uh, and we're all going to pay the price, and we're all going to have to watch Chiefs Niners in the Super Bowl, and it's going to suck. I'm going to root for the opposite, and we'll see what happens. I and will. that's the thing. People hate the Chiefs a lot more than I do. I listen. I enjoy the Chiefs. I just don't want to see. Them I don't have a problem with the Chiefs. I really don't have a problem with the Chiefs. I, I personally like some of the players on the Chiefs. I like Andy Definitely. Reid a lot. Definitely. Comes from comes from Green Bay. He's a very likable coach. Definitely. I certainly don't hate Patrick Mahomes. I know he's getting a lot of hate these days. People are turning on him, yeah. They are. I don't hate him. I don't hate the guy. I, I get it. But once you become a, the star and the face of the league, like Rodgers did, people start to turn on you. People do. They start to turn on you and don't like you. So I get it. Yeah, six years in a row now, six for six for Mahomes in six every for six in AFC Championship appearances. That's like that's almost. I mean, it's not on the same level as what Brady and the Patriots did in the Super Bowl because obviously that's the Super Bowl. But man, it's right there. Like Brady didn't even Brady and Bill. The dynasty of the Patriots did not even do something like this. Six in a row for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Talk about the boogeyman. Patriots never did this. The Chiefs are going to do this. If they go back to the Super Bowl and win it, that's three in the last five years. You got to yeah. start. You got to start comparing. You do. I mean, especially if they win it. Especially if they win it. And they might. They just might. Yeah, they just might. They most certainly just might. Everything's right there. <laughs> It sucks. Um, this might be in the also a kind of the same um, pop here too, where they went. Chiefs went. Chiefs under Mahomes went 
two and one uh in Super Bowls in five his first five years. Um yes. Patriots, that sounds pretty similar, although they didn't lose. I guess they won the first three or four, didn't they? I think they won they won the first three because the first three were pretty pretty infamous for Rams, Eagles. Adam Benetary making field goals in all three to win it. Pretty much is what Rams, it was. Rams, Eagles. Who was the third one? Panthers? No. Pan yeah, Panthers. Panthers. Yep. Yep. Hey, well, yep. it's happening again. <laughs> it's a shame. I would like is. I would like the Chiefs better if they were only in the in the Super Bowl or at least the AFC championship once out of every three, four years, not every single stinking year. It's wow. getting old, NFL script writers. We need the Ravens. Variety is the spice of life. It is. Speaking of matchups, you're bringing it up, Owen. I think it's time we get to our weekly top five. You ready? Here it is. Now, like I said, it's not an official top five this week. Obviously, it is top four. What we're going to do is list off our top four, I guess if you want to call it dream Super Bowl matchups, probably not dream matchups at this point with four teams we're left. Past, we're past dreams, Seth. <laughs> They've been crushed. Yeah. Um, our top four matchups with our four remaining teams. So how we want the Super Bowl to look with the current, the way it currently stands. So there's four possibilities, of course. There's Niners-Ravens, which is our two number one seeds. There's Lions-Chiefs, our two three seeds. And then there's Lions-Ravens-Chiefs-Niners. So those are your possibilities. Now we're going to rank them. You want me to go first? You want to go first? How we want to do? We, we want to go one, one, two, two, three, three. See if we can get Jeremy's in here as well. Yeah, text him. See if we can get it. Um, you want to start top or bottom? Let's start at the bottom. Seth, I have a tie at the bottom. This is my A and B, my three A okay. and B. <laughs> um, because the Lions are the most likable, root forable team in the playoffs remaining. Both of the Niners matchups are tied at the bottom for me. I am going to agreed. I'm going to tend towards the 49ers Chiefs matchup as the bottom because we synced it. And I'll give the 49ers Ravens the nod at, at 3A. That's mine, but flipped. You flipped them, mate. I have Niners Ravens at the bottom. I have Niners Chiefs at, at 3 or. 3A, 2A, well, however you want to call that, 3A, I guess it would be. Um, I get what you're saying. Absolutely, we've seen it before, but I think we're this is a different Niners team than it was a few years ago. Obviously, Brock Purdy leading the helm, no CMC in that game. I think that would be a fun matchup to have. Niners-Ravens absolutely would be as well, but they're the two number one seeds, and I kind of honestly, already. I almost hate seeing that, the two number one seeds. Going, and it's the Niners, like we talked about. Nobody wants to see the Niners in the Super Bowl at this point. I don't want to see the Niners come in as an underdog in any game. I don't like it. Uh, you think if they went against the Ravens, they'd be an underdog? Well, if they beat the Lions, I mean? Yeah, but then in the Super Bowl, do you think they'd if be they an underdog? The, the if they played the Ravens, I think they'd be an underdog. But if they played the Chiefs, they'd be, they'd be the favored? The overdog. Yep. Oh, 
Okay. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. I think I to me, I think the Chiefs would be favored no matter what, just because they've been there before and they've done it and they know how to do it. Not I feel like they'd be the favorite. But all right. So that's our A and B at the bottom. Owen, top two, what do you got? Number two. And boy, these two matchups provide a whole lot more from me than the bottom two. And I would have said this before the 49ers beat the Packers. I remind you. Lions, Chiefs are number two. Incredible matchup that happened week one, literally the first game of the season. Can you imagine the first game of the season also being the last game of the season? You mean that, like, that's not a possibility that the scriptwriters put in? I feel like that's for sure a probability <laughs> that they at least discussed. And that is why it's here. Um, it would be incredible also to see the Chiefs back at full strength compared to what they were week one. They had no Chris Jones, no Kelsey because of injury, right? They were both I think out. he was limited, but yeah, yeah, for sure. They were not at full strength, absolutely right. not. Right. And the Lions, you know, they started hot, but obviously they've grown through the rest of the season too, had their own ups and downs. Um, would have would love to see that at two. Uh I'm assuming actually I don't know. Is that your two? That is not my two. I have Ravens hey. Lions at two. There you go. We're flipping it again. All right. I seeing the Ravens in the Super Bowl would be cool because you know they haven't been there in a long time. Lamar hasn't won it. Obviously, the Lions are the favorite to, to go into this. I would like to see a Lions-Chiefs rematch. I think it would be fun. Um, Goff, when when Goff, no, the Rams played the Patriots, correct? That's who Goff played in the Super Bowl? Correct. Okay, so it was before, before the Chiefs kind of made their run at things. I was about to say, it would have been cool to see Goff against Mahomes again in the Super Bowl. But yeah, it was the Patriots. But still, they they had a shootout a few years ago as well. Uh, I I just think that would be a cool rematch almost, and then to see the 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 grittiness of the Lions against the experience of the Chiefs, I think it would be a fun matchup to to have. And both have, I mean, all of these teams have explosive offenses. The Lions, I think, are the one at disadvantage here just because they don't have the defense quite at the tier, the level of these other three teams. So I'm a little worried about that and that matchup next week, but we'll get to that later on this week, of course, in our conference championship line is right. Special edition. Championship Sunday line is right. But yeah, so that's how I would do it. So Lions, Chiefs, Lions, Ravens, Niners, Chiefs, Niners, Ravens. Yeah, and then I flipped top two and bottom two as well. Lions Ravens first for me, specifically because I would like to see Lamar get there. He's earned it. He's went through the trials and tribulations, and uh, so have the Lions. Part of me, Owen, I think draws me back to Tom Brady, and I want to see Mahomes get up there just so I don't have to hear about Tom Brady anymore. So maybe that's a part of maybe that's a part of me too as well in this thinking. I got Brady in the back of my head, just trying to unseat the goat. Listen, some of those Mahomes. stats for Mahomes at 28 years old. Um, you're not telling me that that Mahomes could come up and upend those those Brady records. 
He absolutely think, could. Absolutely. I think let's just say Mahomes ends up with six Super Bowl trophies after his career is over. Uh, with everything else going on with all the rest of his stats and the actual like visible talent compared to Brady, uh, I would supplant him as the GOAT. Yeah, I think it, I think if he at least gets five Super Bowls, I think absolutely you you have that discussion regardless. Yeah. No. Okay. Right. I, I think Jeremy would probably lean towards your side of things over mine. I would imagine too. And I'm I'm I guess I'm I was surprised but not surprised after you said it. I was like, you know what, that makes sense. You know, yeah. he's the biggest Lamar hater in the pod. <laughs> and uh I get it. You know, I yeah, it's just it is what it is. I thought you would have like put a, at least a downgrade on the Chiefs because of how much they're beating the Bills and preventing your favorite matchup. I mean, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. But the the Chiefs aren't dirty like the Niners were, and it was a fun, fair matchup. It was like Ali Frazier just going back and forth, duking it out. For 15 rounds, and Ali came on top like he the usually better, did. The better team won that game as opposed to a different game. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Mahomes and the Chiefs strike again in the playoffs, and it just kind of comes – it happens. It happens. So, all right, so the unofficial – the unofficial – there's probably a tie then, I assume. It's a tie. Unofficially. Yeah, it's yep. a tie. Jeremy would be the tiebreaker, like I said – I feel like he would lean towards you. Let's see if we can get him back on before we're done tonight or get his picks as well. But, Owen, you're lone dogging it for a little trivia again. Let's do it. I got two questions for you. Honestly, this should be pretty straightforward. We think it should be fairly him, easy. All right. I think so. You, you, you've you kind of hit a hot streak here. You, you've done better lately. Of course, the questions started. aren't as difficult, but I've been laying them up to you, and you're, you're hitting them. You're hitting them out of the park. As you should. You're All right. right. Yeah, you gassed me up. And now <clears throat> Question one. There are five quarterbacks who have taken two different teams to a conference championship since 2000, so this century. Can you name all five? Jared Goff, Kurt Warner. All right. One, two. Okay. You got it. What are the teams? Rams, Cardinals, Rams. Lions. Okay. That's now, not the question, but I just thought I'd throw it in there. You might as well. Might as well throw it in there. Oh, I just had one and I, and I lost it. Is it... um? Shoot, I actually don't know. I have a decent guess. I'm just not sure that he, if he actually did it. Because uh, we talked about... It's again, it's, you know, it's name association. We talked about Kurt Warner earlier in the yeah. pod that reminded me of Carson Palmer. And now I say Kurt oh, Warner. Oh, yeah. It makes me want to say Carson Palmer. I'm gonna go ahead and say it while I think of some other other guesses. Carson Palmer. Um Carson Palmer is incorrect, but good pick. Kurt I Warner, believe. I figured, was gonna be the one that gets lost in this just because of that late Cardinals he run. Always do. Yeah. But he, he was named earlier and that probably helped connect the dots there. So yep. kind of gave did. you an early answer to that one. But it Carson Palmer is incorrect. Thank you. Thank you for uh, reaffirming. Thank you, Seth. <laughs> All right. He, I believe, got to the, I think he got to the AFC Championship with the Bengals. Not the Cardinals. Lost. Cardinals, 
he was one and one, so I think he got the divisional he beat, round. He beat the Packers lost. wild card round. There you go. Yes. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, then my next guess, uh, I believe I have this correct. Uh Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Yes, Favre. absolutely, of course. Wins a Super Bowl with the Packers. Infamously loses to the Saints and Bounty Gate in what? Oh nine, oh ten, or oh ten. Ten. I think it was I think it was oh nine. With yeah. the Vikings. Yeah. Yep. So yes. Played the season of his life. First year with the Vikings, that's for sure. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, okay. three down, two to go. I got an off the ball, uh, you know, at, outside the box one for you, Seth. And I'm not sure if if I'm overstating it too much. I'm going to throw out Mike Vick, just for funsies. Mike Vick. Did he take either of those teams to the? I believe he made it with Atlanta. I might look. be wrong though. The Eagles one, I was almost sir sir. It was probable that he didn't, but uh, I think I thought he got there with Atlanta. I don't think he did with Atlanta. No kidding, huh? No. And then I don't think he did. And then his one start with the Eagles, they lost to the Packers. Fantastic. So. Thank you for letting <laughs> me know. So Moving your wild card was uh, incorrect. Moving on then. Oh, well, uh, of course, Peyton. Peyton Manning. Peyton, of course, and Colts and Broncos, and there it is. Yeah. All right, so I was just thinking outside the box too much. You were. You guys tend to do that with some of these questions. You go too far out, and it's sometimes it's just right in your face. Yeah, it was. It was Kurt Warner being the hardest and Brett Favre being probably the fourth hardest. <laughs> yeah. Or the second hardest. Yeah. You, you forget about that Minnesota year. Absolutely. All right, another QB question. Cool. Owen. I'm primed now. The last time, and talk about dominance here with Mahomes and Brady. The wow. last time the AFC Championship did not include either Brady or Mahomes. Oh, God. Was in 2011 between these two quarterbacks. Who were they? 2011, huh? Okay. Um, this would be the year following... Uh, 2011 season or the 2011? Uh, there was the was the championship played in 2011. Oof! Let me go and look. Let me go and look. Uh, because I'm, give, I'm give me a second. I'm almost certain it's Roethlisberger. I'm just trying to think of who the other one was. Let me give me a second. I will confirm that. I believe it was. The calendar year of 2011, but hold on. Let me All just right. let me let me get there for a second. Hold on. So if it was calendar season 2011, I believe. Uh, so Packers Steelers was 2010 season 2011 Super Bowl 2011 season 2012 Super Bowl. I believe was Patriots Giants. Uh, Owen, I believe. Let me just confirm here, but I believe it was the 2010 season. There you go. 2011 date. Then I don't need and to hear I can anymore. confirm that. Yes. Give me confirm. Ben Roethlisberger and Mark the Franchise Sanchez. Mark Franchise over there. Yes, that is correct. Mark Sanchez and Big Ben duked it out in 2011. Unbelievable, those Patriots. 
Yeah. And obviously the the Chiefs for the last six years as well. Exactly. On top of that. Yeah. I think what that was the that was the mini run of the Jets when they went to three straight. Is that what it was? Two straight. Go, two straight. Two straight. Is that what it was? Two straight? Yep. Two straight. Yeah. All all on the defense, too. All on the defense. Yep. Pretty much. Yes, it was. And shortly after that, we got the butt fumble by old Mark Sanchez. The year prior, or the year after, yeah. I believe so, yeah. <laughs> All right, Owen, you nailed it. You nailed it again. Thank you. It's it's playoff season for you, too, apparently, in trivia. I'll keep right rolling. That. You, bring, you yeah. bring them back, you know, on Thursday, and uh, I'll keep spending. Uh, I'll find something for Thursday. I'll find something for sure when we do line is right. All right. That is it. Apparently, I got some work to do after this. Didn't know. Had no idea. Now you do. I do now. I do now. So on to bigger and better things for me. Also, uh, a number one pick for the Jeremy's playoff match or Super Bowl matchups. Did you get it? Lions, Ravens. The number one. Nothing else matters. Yeah, we knew that. We yeah, knew, we knew that. We knew that's where he was going. Absolutely, yeah. So, um, and then we'd have to assume it's Lions Chiefs after that because yes, we all 100%. know he don't want the Raiders. So the his Raiders. mirror is mine, which means that is the correct answer. And the podcast is never wrong. It is never, never wrong. All right. Until later this week, Line is Right edition. Adios. Adios.